Do you love to love? Do you know that scene in Dumb and Dumber where Mary Swanson tells Lloyd Christmas his chance to get with her is one in a million? And he hears that there is a chance? Yeah, that's been me. And if you can relate to that, this podcast is for you. I'm Carmen Bertlin and I'm a neurosemantics coach, yoga, meditation teacher, and I love to love. This is my big leap from serial monogamous to feeling fulfilled as a single person. And so can you. This is by no means a guide to staying single for life. I know people who've been single for so long that they now claim to be too peculiar to cohabit. That's not my goal. I want to be fulfilled enough to not need a partner. So when I want one, I choose one for the right reasons. Consider this a practice to becoming the vibe you want to attract in a future partner. So when you meet them, they're not a life raft. They're an added bonus. Welcome to The Single Best. I'm excited to be in your ear. Welcome to episode three, guys. 75 episode downloads to date. So let's pass that 100 mark. I'm so grateful for you all tuning in. And if you haven't already, please leave a five-star rating. It will bump us up on the search feed and help me provide more content. So thanks again. This episode is titled Five Ways to Make the Most of Being Single, because obviously when we're in a relationship, we might maybe sometimes think about, oh, that used to be so nice to do when you were unattached. Um, and when we're single, on the other hand, we might just long for a relationship so much that we we forget to enjoy the little moments that we can when we're unpartnered up and life is on our terms. So the other morning my alarm went off and I'd set it for stupid o'clock to go and train on the weekend morning and I could hear the rain and the wind outside. It's been, it's been pretty dire here in England and the last few weeks so I pressed snooze and I stayed in bed for another three hours and that was a moment in my single life that I thoroughly enjoyed. It was so yummy. I wasn't judging myself in the face of someone else for not getting up like I'd said I would. There was no internal dialogue about being a lazy bastard or anything like that. Nobody was next to me to interrupt my snoozing or ask me for anything at all. So it was the perfect example of life on my terms. And these are the little moments to really enjoy before partnering up again. So how else can we make the most of being unattached? Here are some good ones. Number one, dinner choices. Yes, if I feel like having cereal for dinner, I can. And I probably do uh, at least once a week, cereal or porridge. Nobody's asking me for what I, what I what's for dinner or, or cooking me anything that I don't want to eat. So yeah, take advantage of it while, while I can. I actually love to cook, but I love to cook for two. I think there's something really uniting about eating together and taking that first bite and both going, yum, that's so good, or or this is not good. Uh, but that that there's something, uh, I don't know, like the, it just connects you as a couple somehow when you share a meal together. I think it's it's quite romantic and beautiful, so... I have definitely gone from resident cook in my last relationship to microwave meal queen now. Uh, it took me about six months to make myself a decent and nutritious meal after my last breakup. So 
I think I just didn't want to put in that time and effort to just be feeding myself. I think maybe it's got something to do with self-worth as well. What is it that we're deserving of? Is it, I'm, I'm eager to please, you know? So, um, yes, it, I don't know what changed or how it changed, but maybe that self-love meditation that I've been listening to on repeat every night possibly set in because I suddenly felt like cooking a really nice meal for myself. So I remember, I still remember what I made as well. It was a nice oven dish with fish and herbs and vegetables and poured myself a glass of wine, lit a candle and enjoyed a proper meal all by myself and it was great. So I highly recommend it. It definitely makes a difference to, to look after ourselves on that level as well. Number two, style choices. So if I get a sudden urge to cut my hair into a bob and dye it blue, I can and I certainly will. Nobody else's preference needs to be taken into consideration here. I have a tendency to be a bit of a chameleon. I change appearance based on who I partner up with. I know, I know it's it's a, it's a sign of not having a strong sense of self. And I think as well, I do like to change styles. But sometimes you're you're with someone who's traditional or they have a certain preference in look and yeah, it's very easy to get caught up in that. Nobody likes long blonde hair and that's, you know, why I keep it just to please him. But uh, it will come out as rebellion. Let me promise you that it will. I actually, um, I remember when I separated from um, a relationship back in the day. I was 32, I'd had long blonde locks for many years and that was uh, my partner's preference and then as soon as we broke up I'd wanted to (laughs) cut my hair for so long and I cut it real short and I shaved the side of it and I got some ear piercings and some a new tattoo as well so that was (laughs) definitely some suppressed um, expression of creativity that that came out there. I remember this scene from E Pray Love as well, where she brings home a new boyfriend to some friends, and they say, "You used to, um, you used to look like your ex-husband, and now you look like your new boyfriend." And they were both wearing leather jackets, and I recognized myself in that scene. If you haven't seen that film, uh, please do. Especially good if you're going through heartbreak. It's a a beautiful film about uh, Julia Roberts' character who goes through divorce. It's based on a book by Elizabeth Gilbert called Eat, Pray, Love. The book is just as good as the film. It's actually one of those films that I watched and I was like, wow, the scenes in the film are exactly as I imagined them in the book. So I think the interpretation of the book into a cinematic experience has been is really well made. So she'd be, I think she'd be pleased with that. Elizabeth Gilbert, great, great uh, storyteller. And based on her own life, um, so she's going through a divorce and what she does after that, she goes traveling the world and she goes to eat in Italy, she goes to pray in India, uh, joins a yoga ashram and then she goes to find love in Bali. So highly recommended, not just for the girlies, but also it's, um, it's definitely, a, I would say, a unisex film. Number three, lifestyle choices. You know, sometimes we want to derail and eat nothing but carbs for a week straight. 
Yes, tubs of Ben and Jerry's and movie marathons in your fat pants. This is totally acceptable when being single. Nobody there to judge you. You're not judging yourself either in the face of someone else, which is what the whole judgment um, comes down to, really. Um, but please do yourself a favor and don't wallow in this face for too long as it will make you feel awful after a few days. Um, so let's take ourselves up and out for some fresh air and go for a walk and resist the urge to stop at the local garage for more Doritos. Kate Moss once said that there's no food that tastes as good as the feeling of being skinny. And if I swap that word skinny with healthy, I do want to concur with, with Kate here. It, it's got a huge, makes a huge difference to our mental health as well. What we, what we eat, like you are what you eat. Such a true statement that you don't want to be a custard donut. Number four, sleeping arrangements. When people complain about not having someone to spoon at night, I fully get it. I do miss spooning as well. I love spooning night, day and morning. But there's a lot to be said about sprawling out on the bed and being fully egotistical with the covers and maybe even ordering one of those stuffed Ryan Gosling life-size pillows to hog without anyone piping up about it. The thing about a life-size Gosling pillow as well is that it'll always be in the mood. So you can just enjoy yourself until you pass out on his polyester face. Have fun with that, guys. Number five, holiday destinations. You know when you want to go and explore the day spas of Budapest for a weekend, but your partner wants to go hiking in windy Wales? No worries. You do you when you're unattached. But traveling alone can be daunting, and not having that wingman or wingwoman by your side forces you out to meet new people. So it's a really good good thing. And if any of you have maybe backpacked when you're a bit younger, um, and that's, that's definitely also another way to just just meet new people. I know when I traveled with my bestie in Brazil for a couple of months, it was very easy so some nights to just, because it was the two of us, to just retreat and and not go out there and meet people. And that's, you know, when you're on your own, you don't really want to sit curled up in your room. You want to get out there and and not miss out. So it's it's definitely a, a good good way to get out of our comfort zone. And But if you're more of a hermit, you can be that at your own time as well. Nobody there to match your vibe if you're, or not match your vibe rather, if you're hangry or tired. I booked a little mini break in Lisbon at the end of, no, the beginning beginning of this year. Um, and even if I wasn't in the best place mentally, it was definitely the positive search that I needed exactly then. I went for some nice meals, I went shopping, and I had a couple of massages in town. And um, it was exactly what I needed to remember that life exists outside of my sphere of heartbreak and self-pity. Sometimes it's hard to see that the world keeps turning when we feel that we're in a funk. But what about when we get physical urges? You know, um, we're, we're only human, so it can definitely be tempting when we're single to revisit a dysfunctioning situationships when we get struck by the horn. And I think that as long as we know what it is and don't delude ourselves that it's going to turn into long-term love all of a sudden, I think it's okay. This is possibly something that 
Mm, you need to assess a bit for yourself. There's a lot of advice going around on TikTok now, I know, with these dating coaches saying that absolutely do not engage in situationships, but let's be adults about it. We're wired for human connection and although a vibrator can be a girl's best friend, feeling desired and held by another human just can't be bet. So, but take care and be honest with yourself and don't be afraid to tap out as soon as your needs go unmet or you feel like you're starting to self-abandon too much. That's really important. Personally, I can only engage in these sort of casual relations without future promise for short snippets and not too often. I think my wiring for romance definitely gets in the way or I have a high surge of oxytocin happening when, when I <laughs> I sleep with someone. I admire people who can enjoy casual sex without losing themselves in the process. But for me, it's such an energetic experience. I I really don't know how to be so close with another, with another person without fully loving them in the moment and then I'm supposed to just roll over and detach it just doesn't make sense so yes not my bag unfortunately because you know it would be it's definitely uh, the, the longing for a body comes in when you're single for sure uh, I think animals help here as well um, having a pet just getting that cuddle time that releases oxytocin as well by the way now i saw an expert here the other day that said that we're supposed to have eight hugs a day to get a proper release of these bonding chemicals but that does sound like a lot um do you even have eight close friends that you hug on a daily basis can you maybe you can repeatedly hug someone that you hang out with if it's not too overbearing have you seen that movie with um emma thompson she uh she's been alone after her husband's death for a few years and she hires this young beautiful male escort to finally live out some fantasies that she denied herself whilst she was in a quite a conservative missionary marriage if you haven't seen it see it it's incredibly powerful i have seen it about five times now i think it um, struck a chord with me as soon as I saw it the first time and it just stayed with me for days so I had to revisit it several times and I've introduced it to a few people as well. Um, it's nothing new though. We as women were told to suppress so much, adhere to so much and totally go against our true desires so we end up wilting when we deny those passions that we that, that we really need, should should really live out and... Emma Thompson's character, she waited until her husband died to come to life. Please don't. Do it now. Life is short and he needs to be lived. I actually played with the idea of hiring an escort for my birthday. That was after I saw that film. I was like, hmm, maybe so. Someone handsome and dexterous gentleman who would spend a few hours treating me like an absolute goddess whilst making me feel safe without any expectations but I just know myself so well by now. I know that I'll let this stranger take care of my needs for love and connection for a few hours and then I would possibly, like a junkie, feel hollow and curl up in a fetal position when there wouldn't be any follow-up from him lying there questioning my existence. Sadly, I don't think I'm cut out for it. But if you are and you have tried it, 
I want to hear all about it. This is especially interesting from a woman's point of view, as we're wired a bit differently in this sense. Women release more oxytocin during sex, which is the bonding chemical. And this is why we often fall in love when we're intimate with a man, whereas for a man, when more testosterone is present, the oxytocin doesn't quite have that same bonding effect. So hence why men can engage in sex more casually without without the, um, I was going to say risk of falling in love, without the blessing of falling in love, let's say. Relationship expert Sadia Khan, um, also all over TikTok now, sound like I'm a TikTok freak, but yes, I am actually. I do like getting into a TikTok scroll hole on a daily basis. You get some good content there if you um, let the algorithms work for you and you, you, you know, watch and like dating experts, then that's what you're going to get on your feed. Um, she says to respect ourselves enough not to engage in situationships or relations that don't fill our needs. And yes, I do agree with that to the extent that as soon as there's a sense of it no longer feeling good or it's too triggering, then yes, absolutely abort mission. Uh, but yes, like I said earlier there as well, let's let's be adults about it. And if if we can handle it, then I don't see there being the need to be an absolutist about it. I think maybe I'm just trying to justify my own behavior here. We're all works in progress, you know, forgive yourself. Uh, Matthew Hussey, if you're familiar with him, he's a renowned dating coach and all-around empathic guy. He says that true strength is able to say no to things that we really want. Absolutely. I'm, I'm definitely still learning this and do have a tendency to follow my impulses. And if you do too... Yes, be kind to yourself. We're all works in progress and let's pat ourselves on the back for daring to even look at ourselves and our behaviors with curiosity rather than judgment. Okay, so we're wrapping up episode three with a recap of the five ways to make the most of being single. We had number one, dinner choices. Yes, if you want a cheese toasty seven days a week, no worries. Enjoy. Number two, style choices. Maybe you always wanted a face tattoo or bleached eyebrows. Go for it. Be you do you as that famous saying goes. Number three, lifestyle choices, aka the binge. Enjoy, but not for too long. Remember, if we want to be the vibe that we want to attract in someone, check out what that vibe is. Number four, sl sleeping arrangements. Sprawl out on that king size bed, or king single as is in, in my... Uh... <laughs> In my room, uh, you can press snooze repeatedly without the risk of being smothered by somebody's pillow over your face. Number five, holiday destinations. Take yourself on that solo trip somewhere and expand your comfort zone. And really, really enjoy. Because this face might not last that long, believe it or not. I like to keep these episodes bite-sized size, as people 
have busy lives and it's quite handy to be able to press play and wrap up a full episode in the time that it takes to cook a meal or take the bus to work. It's always nice to hear from you, so please feel free to send me a message via the Insta account, which is The Single Best Life, or email via the webpage, which is thesinglebestlife.com. Now, I want to finish on a lighthearted note as usual, so I'm going to read a caption that I read, read under this Instagram account that I follow. Her name is Vendela Ali. She's a very cheeky model, and I love her captions. They're very relatable. She writes... My mom's 60-something friend was set up with a 67-year-old guy who is, quote-unquote, not looking for anything serious, in case you think that ever ends. Now, this is indeed why dating can seem an impossible task. If there's eternal bachelors out there still afraid of true intimacy and something serious long after retirement. So... Best of luck out there, stay safe, and remember, no is a full sentence. Until next time, guys, lots of self-love. Mm-hmm.